2: The numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers
3: game with Gil Alexander on VSIN.
4: Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa. the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's Gil Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin live from the D, Bar Canada at the D. Hour number one was DK Network. Now they go to Dan Lebitard. Yeah. And we do hour number two over here, and we'll be followed by Best Bets. That's right. A little new schedule.
5: Yeah, a little new schedule. But, uh, yeah, hopefully you can, if, if you do have access to DK Network, you can always see us there. Obviously, you can always see us on YouTube TV as well or VEASAN.com. Uh But DK Network, up and running. We're a part of the lineup now, so check out yep. our first hour there every, every uh, single day. And then second hour, we go over solely to VEASAN.
4: Yeah, that's another thing we'll just work out day to day here. Yeah. I'll actually do the right. tease. <laughs> Next time, we'll figure it out.
5: We'll figure it out. (laughs) It's day one.
4: By the way, with you here, I can't hear the crew.
5: It's day one. With you sitting here, I feel the whole the whole
4: thing. I feel like doing like this, the whole show in this direction.
5: Hey, oh, there's There's the lead. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, Kelly's got like four buttons that he's trying to learn over there. He's like, okay, this is talk to Gil on uh, behind the scenes. This is on air.
5: Well, the problem is, is anybody who would actually see it, it looks like one of those toys like a toddler gets somehow, you know what I mean? Like right. match the colors or That's something right. somehow. That's I'm, right. I just can't do that. You know, I failed right, do you're working out. So, you know. I'll you're get it figured you're out. you work it out.
4: Uh, still to come this hour. Uh, Wes Reynolds will join us, talk all things uh, sports betting, as will Pete Futek on college football. And, oh, Todd Wishnev. Oh, oh. it's always fun when Todd Wishnev uh, joins us. Again, he was uh, in-game betting like a maniac. Uh, he was a little choppy for the first half of the day. I think it was like 10-10, and 10, and then he just soared late in the day on Saturday, 21-16 uh, and 16 overall. He's got some college football thoughts to share. Let's talk some NFL. This just in, a special numbers game investigation has revealed that the NFL season begins in three days. Oh, Lions and Chiefs uh, cannot wait for Thursday Night Football. Again, the contest, putting your contest picks and survivor picks anxiety begins now in earnest. I already have anxiety. We haven't even gotten, like, what if I forget the first week? Have you signed up? Yes. Nice okay, time, good huh?
5: for you. Oh yeah. <laughs>
4: do you know with uh?
5: <laughs> I still haven't done it, but I was—I kept knowing we were gonna be here, so I'm like, "What's, oh, so the, I'm like, What's the rush?" I got all week. Whatever.
4: I like that we can now bet at Circa every day if we want to. It's not a hassle if you don't have money. In your, yeah, I mean, yeah.
5: literally, you are seven feet away. Yep.
4: Um, you know, one year of stations for Last Man Standing. I actually forgot to put in my picks the first week because it's like a hundred bucks as opposed to a thousand, and I just completely neglected to put them in before.
5: It. Yeah, what 100 is not 1000 though. 100, yeah, yeah. uh, 100 w- 29. Week 1 whatever we hear about the ones who didn't get submitted. It's oh. always like oh boy. Like per- at least in millions. Oh yeah. Y- at least in millions you could still play for the quarters down the road. Right? Like oh, you're that's not completely true. out that's of it. True. Yeah, survivor you're dead. Survivor
4: you you're not- uh, you're not surviving. Frank Schwab, join us. NFL and uh, sports betting. He's
5: going to be joining us in a minute. Oh, really? Is that right? Oh, yeah, okay. Just a minute. Yeah, oh. yeah. I, did make a, I did make two NFL bets, though, already <laughs> for this week. Oh, did you? Wait, 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 wait. Well, we should definitely. Everybody should go check out the Beating the Book pod because me, you, and Matt oh, Brown yes. did one on Friday. i got to retweet
4: that today. Yeah,
5: where we went through the whole I mean, we did everything, right? We did games for Week One. We did what futures everybody we, bet. We
4: released that on Friday, which when you when you release something on a Friday, typically the the mem- the uh, the listeners will get tamped down because people don't recognize it. It got tons of listens, and I'll retweet that today. Um, yeah, me, you, and Matt Brown doing the NFL thing. What did you? Uh, by the way, we talked about you know every possible thing, not only awards bets. Um, but we talked about, like, the consensus opinions we heard in the offseason that we haven't been able to really buy into, yep. bets that we already regret, bets that we love, that kind of thing, all over the place, all kinds of questions. Yeah. Anyway, your picks were
5: what? I so, want to hear this. Well, we were having that whole—we uh, did have the discussion on this show, but then also on the pod of— you know, usually you don't want to roll into week one and have a bunch of road favorites that you like, right? <laughs> That's right. I bet two of them. I did, I did bet two of them. Philadelphia. I laid it with the Eagles. Okay. I laid it with the Eagles. Hold on. Let me guess the other. Philadelphia yeah, for yeah, sure. Guess the other. Guess the other road favorite. Uh, can, Kelly bet can, week Kelly one. Kelly Midland road favorite extravaganza. And this is more of a, you know what? I'm not going to pass it up because I'm so loaded up on futures for this team for the win, the, win oh, their so, division. Oh, so then it was the Jags. It then. was the Jags. Yeah, it Jags the at the Colts. Colts. Four and a half. Yeah. I got, no, four and a yeah, half. Four and a half. Four and a half, yep. Um, so laid the four and, and a half. And the Eagles was also what? Uh, Eagles, three and a half. Three and a half, okay. A half. Yeah, they, those were starting to disappear yesterday, so I wanted to get
4: Eagles to three at the and Patriots, half. Jags at the Colts. Was there, I, the other guess was going to be then, oh, you took Cincinnati at, at Cleveland in that matchup as well, but you did not take that one.
5: No, it did not.
4: Yeah. Um, will that ever get to three, by the way? Cincinnati and Cleveland?
5: Um,
4: I don't believe it will be, because if it does, I think people will
5: immediately grab the Browns. I think like so, Like
4: last five seconds. Yeah, I think yeah. so, too. All right. So those are the two you had.
5: Those are the those are the only two I have. Okay. Yeah, those are the only two I have for right now.
4: All right. Ready to go with Frank? Almost. Almost. <laughs> so we're just learning our new studio. Not really even a studio. Let's be honest. We're just learning our new digs.
5: Hey, we've all, hey we've always yeah. pulled back the curtain. Okay? Yes. Yeah. There are we're different very communication yeah. routes that we got to go through. So, you know the so, things yeah.
4: I used to know in my ear. I don't really know them anymore. <laughs> I'm just gonna just you know <laughs> fly without a net here. Um I have not made my five contest picks yet. I have not made my survivor play yet. I have been putting this off, like in my head, all offseason. I'm like, nah, I'm just going to worry about it the week of. It's not going to be a big deal. So I have yet to do any of that. Five survivor entries, one million. We'll
5: see. Okay.
4: We'll, we'll update Guess those what? on the show. We got Frank. Frank Schwab, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, from Yahoo Sports joins us. Frank, how you doing, man? I mean, how could I be any better? It's NFL week one. Right? NFL, we're we're back. We're what against. have you bet so far? Or, or First of all, are you in a contest at all? Yeah, we lost Frank. I think <laughs> we lost
5: Frank. All right, well, we'll I'll be frank for it. a We second. gave it a shot. Hey, Frank Listen, was... Uh, what, we gave it a shot. What, what, did, what did he finish? Thir- what was it? thirds on his... I love it's he on his used, Twitter. To, I love that. Yeah, he I used I, to
4: have on his Twitter. Maybe he still has it. It's still
5: there. I finished 33rd the in the 33rd 2021 or the whatever it was. Contest, yeah. and what then do you it think is the place
4: you'd have to finish to put it up on your Twitter?
5: I don't I have no problem with thirty third. Are yep. you kidding if I finished thirty like in the top fifty and circa millions, I'd be like printing out T shirts for myself. Oh, I'd be you an know what I do not think it's
4: everybody. But I'm just saying, would you put it on your Twitter? No?
5: I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe there's maybe a lot on there on Okay, yeah, it's tough as I'm a popular guy. character. Limit. I do I do seventeen different podcasts as people make fun of all the time. So you know, are you in Survivor? Yeah, I well, not yet. I haven't signed up for anything, but I will be doing one Survivor
4: entry. What is gonna be your Survivor
5: play? I think I'm going to go with the Commanders. Commanders. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I'm going to try to get uh, too smart about this one this week.
4: Do uh, you—I never had a chance to get your opinion on this. Do you agree or disagree with my my adamant survivor point that there is a point of redundancy, that getting 10 or more entries, because some people are creative, right, and they get more than the max, but even having 10, that there is— very little point to having that many entries.
5: I I think it's an interesting point you brought up because I do I, I think it's one of those if you're talking that range of entries then you probably just need to start mapping out more than you would just to see if the number of entries makes sense right because you were talking last week at a certain point you might just hit a hit a point in the season where you're loading up on the same thing if one goes down cool you lost you know seven grand instead of three or something like yeah. that right so. Um, I think you're on to something there, but I think you, I think people will have different opinions. That people
4: will range. have different opinions, and I also think that it's one of those things where even if people, there's going to be a group of people who agree with what I'm saying conceptually, but will not follow through with it practically. They'll be like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense, Gil. I'm going to get all 10. <laughs> I think they I think they will just, as a comfort thing, as a security thing, they'll end up getting all 10 nonetheless. And my, my point is simply, again, for those who, who don't know what I'm talking about, is, I think after a certain amount, maybe it's four, maybe it's five, whatever, is that you're just, you're just piling on. You're repeating the same behavior. And so you're just going to get whittled down quicker with more, proportionally speaking, with more uh, entries. And that, again, yes, the object is to have multiple entries still alive by, say, Thanksgiving, because of the very small Thanksgiving window at Circa. But my point is, I don't believe that's ultimately going to be a function of how many entries you start with. I believe that's going to be a function of how you play the game. And so uh, we'll see, because two or three people always you know, in- inevitably end up with a- more than one entry. Um, I wonder if there'll be ones that start with ten. I'm going to guess they. there are chances of them starting with fewer are going to be just as great. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out also with, uh, with Millions... I think I only have one pick for sure and that's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles as a road favorite against the Patriots. And this goes exactly counter to our buddy Dr. Bob who was on here last week who had exactly one NFL play. And what was that play? He loves the Patriots. Yep. So already we're up we're we're contradicting Bob on this. What was his main point? I want to try to summarize. Uh that the Patriots put themselves behind the eight ball with just the worst coordinator decisions last year that they could have humanly possibly come up with. Um, and he just feels that they are a more stacked team. They should never be this big of a dog. I don't, I don't buy into that at all. I think, by the way, I think the Eagles are so good. And this is from a guy who loves the Washington football team as a kid. So I have no love for the Philadelphia Eagles organization, but I think the Eagles are so stacked so stacked that by mid, but like midway through the first half of the first game, everybody in their head or out loud are going to just watch them and say, "Oh yeah, they're they are great." Anything I've tried to fool myself into thinking that they aren't is ridiculous. They're going to the Super Bowl. Like I
5: think all of those thoughts will occur to people that quickly. I hope, if so. not already. <laughs> Obviously, I have a bet on them. I hope so, but the uh, I think you're probably right. I mean, I. They're, they're, to a degree, I get some of the Patriots love we've heard. Like, the defense is good. It's going to be good. And I get the coordinator thing. But, like, the problem is. The defense is
4: always good, though, right?
5: Not, the defense is good. And the coordinator's not out there catching passes. He's right? not. He, you know what I mean? It's not, not. Or throwing passes. So, really, it's how much is Mac Jones going to improve from last year matters the most to me. And yes, do I think new coordinator, new offense is going to help him? Sure. But even if we're talking year one Mac Jones, you expecting, does that mean a playoff run for this team? I don't really think so.
4: Mac Jones, not inspiring confidence. Not inspiring
5: confidence as well. Um,
4: We'll come back. We'll attempt Todd Wishnett. Todd Wishnett with his in-game college football thoughts, all his thoughts on college football itself, and perhaps the NFL season as well. He's a co-star of the Megapod on the Beating the Book feed. Wishnev from his mom's cork attic. Next,
0: Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Be the sports betting network back on the numbers game
2: live from Bar
4: Canada at the D here downtown. Gil Alexander and Kelly Bidlin. We get tweets at Beating the Book, Los Vegas 514. Yo, do you now get the Wagyu steak stand instead of the hot dog cart? We do not. Well, that sounds great. No, I did not hear. No, yeah, could we have like a uh, Andiamo shipped in uh, across the way here? Trip Tepper. I'd fire on Keon Coleman in the Heisman market. FSU likely to win 10 games, and he's electric. He's electric.
5: Michigan. Get dunk.
4: Michigan State's loss. Florida State's game. Michael Burns, hope you two can land the plane safely. Going to take a while to get acclimated to that headgear. <laughs> Who you telling? <laughs> Primetime. Nice to hear Chris Cuomo has made his first appearance at your new digs. Why? He makes everything you say smarter after you ask why. Did I do a Chris Cuomo? I always talk about that. You know, Chris Cuomo, you say, he says, hey, why? And then he explains himself. <laughs> uh, Colin Murphy. Kelly uh, and Gil, no, no love for Chris Ricks. No love for Chris, Chris Ricks? Chris Ricks.
5: Why are we giving Chris Ricks love?
4: Remember, remember, I said, like, this is your happiest you've been since Jameis.
5: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Chris Ricks was great, but, yes, since Jameis, not since Chris Ricks.
4: Uh, New Jersey, New York, GB. Oh, I missed this for Spore. He says, while you had Spore on, quick question uh, for him. He's made a couple comments the last couple weeks about the Phillies to make the playoffs. Playoffs, no, being one of his uh, better bets on the board. I know it's a value proposition, but couldn't he explain the math on that a bit next time? Well, I mean, goodness, that is not looking likely that the Phillies will miss the, uh, will miss the postseason. Phillies right now, five and a half games clear of what would be on the outside looking in in the NL wild wildcard uh, s- uh, scenarios with, again, roughly 25 games left in the season. That's why, by the way, a lot of people I'm hearing now, San Diego, oh, so here come the Padres, who are still five and a half out of the number three wild card position. The runway is getting short, let's just put it that way. And then Corbin uh, at uh, corbino 30s says, like the uh, new setup you guys got going on at the D, just a weird thing seeing it after so long at the South Point. If I fly down to Vegas... Can I bomb the show and sit at the bar behind you guys and just say smart-ass remarks as we come back from every commercial?
5: Well, I mean, I don't want to give you any ideas. Oh, I'd be careful. This is, uh, we, we got high security. I've got four security guards in sight, okay? You better be careful around here, yeah.
4: Yeah, I see four. Four? <laughs> yeah, Four. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he uh, comes to us from his mom's cork attic, though we don't have the visual of it. We'll just have to uh, talk to him by phone. It's Todd Wishnev, star of the Megapod in the Showtime docuseries Action. How you doing, Dad? Hi. Hi, he says. <laughs> hey, Todd, why, why are you being so short with me? Are you okay? Everything all right?
2: Uh, yeah, everything's fine, Gil. How are
4: you? I'm doing very well. I think the phone has him thrown off as well. Uh, Todd, uh, by my count, you went 16... Well, hold on, let me do this again. What was it, uh, 21 and 16 on your uh, in-game bets on Saturday. What was, uh, noteworthy for you? Was there was there any macro statements you could make about uh, that whole experience this past Saturday?
2: Um, not, not really. I did read that there's a lot less plays um, so far, I think it was like 131 to 114 or something like that, but I think that's reflected in the numbers already. So, um, you know, I guess you'll just, have, you'll start to get used to what the numbers, uh, are supposed to be. I would think as we go along, um, I guess the only thing I would really say is a, 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 a pox on the house of the Kentucky coach who was running hurry up in a Luke fickle type way Uh, in the last minute of a game, he was winning by a million points and okay. It's bad enough. What Penn state did granted, but they weren't running hurry up. Kentucky was literally running hurry up in the last minute up by a million. And on the last play, the guy breaks the 32 yard touchdown to knock off my ball state plus 24. So I wish nothing but horrible, uh, things to happen to Kentucky.
4: <laughs> yeah, we talked about that at the beginning of the show. Uh, James Franklin at Penn State, um, just absolutely no reason up, you know, 16 to do anything. But they, yes, deliberately, but still, matriculated the ball down the field and end up scoring in the last seconds to cover the but 21 they work, point but they spread. Work,
2: that was bad. They weren't running hurry
4: up, right? But Kentucky was running hurry cup with Mark Stoops. Yeah, they know the spread, man. They know the spread. Is that? But I mean, is that something? I mean, let's just talk about it. Betting perspective moving forward. Is that something you file away, Todd? And then if you if you if you had an in game bet that you would otherwise make, would it give you pause and say, oh, maybe I don't want to do this here? Or maybe if absolutely. it's, or maybe you're it absolutely buttresses absolutely. that
2: point. You absolutely have to. You have to think about it for the over under. You have to think about it for everything. Because these these coaches that are willing to do everything they can to get a last touchdown. Look, it happened in the Florida State game last night. There were three timeouts left granted for LSU, and there was still, you know, a chunk of time. but I've seen coaches take a knee there with 145 left inside the five yard line, Sure. I'm um, now thankfully because I had a huge bet on the over and needed that uh, you know over 60 and a half, I needed that last touchdown. So yeah, I think you really do need to, uh, pay attention to this stuff. I remember Norvell doing that once to me about eight years ago. I believe he was the coach of Memphis. It was fourth and 11 from the 12 yard line, and he tried to score, and it just made me so angry. And uh, so I think we have to, you know, you have to pay attention to this stuff.
4: What was your best bet uh, that you made this weekend, and what was the philosophy behind it, if you can recall?
2: I would say the best bet was Cal just betting it every which way to Sunday. I think I wanted like three bets on the Cal game. When one team is running the ball at nine yards a play, and it's not because they got a 90 yard run and then a bunch of three yard runs when they're just chunking the other team to death, which means they're just pushing them around. They're bigger and stronger. It's kind of like when I'm playing tennis against you, it's just, it's just too much physicality <laughs> Here for the go. other club. thing. Yeah. And and they're just pushing you around. <laughs> okay, It's very, yeah. very difficult, very difficult to lose a bet. In fact, I made the bet on Cal. Uh, I believe it was an end-of-third-quarter bet late in the first quarter because I thought, okay, they're going to get the possession at the end of the first half and then possession at the beginning of the second half. They immediately turned the ball over and gave up a touchdown, and we still won by a million. And it was just because Cal is pushing the other team around. And remember, this was a game that was only lines it was seven then it went down all the way to like four or something like that when you have a game that the experts think is a close game right the four point game is not supposed to be a a crazy game and yet then one team is just pushing the other team around ridiculously you can hop on that and really pound it because they're not going to adjust it up enough
4: when i texted you Literally one and a half drives into the Colorado game. I'm taking Colorado money line plus 316. Did you think I was Michigan at that point or did you like it?
2: No. No, I wanted to get on Colorado. I didn't want to be as um, crazy as you and go with the money line, although kudos to you. Great bet. Um, I, w- I ended up having Colorado, I believe, plus seven and a half at one point. But at that point, I was just looking, okay, how can I get in here? on Colorado with a good number, and I didn't want to be a big chaser and go for the plus three, whatever you went for, although, again, fantastic bet by you is probably the the better bet by you. But I I just wanted to find a good number to get in on Colorado because, again, there's a perfect example. When you have a game that's line 20 and you see right off the bat, hey, this team can move the ball just like the other team can move the ball, and I don't mean just one lucky drive. I mean, they're moving the ball. They look like, you know, this is a competitive game, the adjustments simply can't be made fast enough by the algorithm. Uh,
4: I not only made a uh, Sanders-Heisman bet at 150-1, to I also grabbed Colorado at minus 2.5 against Nebraska. You grabbed them as well, and what else did you get ahead of the lines on?
2: Uh, I don't do a lot of that Stevie. Uh, A lot of times will bring it to my attention, Steve Fezzik, our mutual friend. Um, so he told us to bet, uh, Colorado minus one and a half. Um, I mostly focusing on in game all the time. So, uh, although I should get better at that, you know, trying to, to jump the lines. Cause that's how the, the pros win, uh, pregame, but, uh, I didn't, uh, you know, that was all because he was paying attention to it. Um, I think he also told us to bet, uh, he said you should bet Iowa minus three, um, I, I, there was a couple, Oh, Oklahoma, I think. There was another one. Oklahoma came out like really low, but uh, you know I don't really focus on that a lot because I'm always focusing on the in game. He's much much better at that than me.
4: Uh, And your worst beat in game was what?
2: Uh, That Kentucky one was pretty bad. Um, Oh, (laughs) the SMU first half under twenty eight and a half was another one for the for the ages. You know, we're oh. sitting there you know, like they have twenty four points. They S has the ball at their own fifteen yard line. There was probably less than thirty seconds left. They hit a gigantic oh, pass that was a, brutal. Like, brutal. brutal. And then on the last play, you know, a, a touchdown, you know, so of the half. So that hurt. Um, but that the one, the ones that I mean that's okay, that's gonna happen. But the ones that stick in your craw, the ones like, you know, Fine. Kentucky, you want to score a touchdown? No problem. Right.
4: But don't run. Hurry. I mean, <laughs> don't, don't run hurry. Top Todd, we gotta run. I appreciate it. Uh early megapod tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Uh
2: yes. Uh, tom- oh we're doing it tomorrow.
4: We're doing it tomorrow. You should really check your text. Tom, wish
2: Wishneb, everybody. Oh okay.
4: Star of the <laughs> Megapod. <and clears throat> star of Showtime Stocky Series Action. Everybody's a little off.
2: Everybody's a little off. A
4: little man. off. They're By off. the way, that point he makes also uh, the games are shorter, right, with the clock moving. Half times appear longer, they're throwing in all these ads. Half times are a They're always
5: long, we just forget
4: every
3: year.
5: Wes Reynolds, Pete Futak to come.
3: A Numbers Game on Vset, the sports betting network.
4: The updated NFL betting guide is out now throughout the NFL preseason. The Vset experts have been reevaluating every team to give you the betting edge. Our updated NFL betting guide will have picks from every on-air host, team-specific preseason analysis, how to use Vset betting splits, and football contest strategies. If you want the best and most comprehensive collection of picks, predictions, and previews, now is the time to become a Vset Pro subscriber for as low as $19. Or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Sign up today at vcin.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin, live from the D, downtown, Bar Canada, here. Um, can't say the tip of the strip anymore. Downtown. That's what we got to say, right?
5: Yeah. Downtown. Oh, tip of the strip, just the other side. <laughs> so the, just the, the other side of it. <laughs> There's two
4: tips of the strip, apparently. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is... Just the most hectic time of the year for this guy with all the uh, full week college football happening. But we love having him nonetheless uh, as he squeezes us in to his schedule. CollegeFootballNews.com emperor and founder, Peter Futek. How you doing, Pete? I dig the new shot. Now you can watch people come in
6: behind you and place their bets. Oh, it's awesome. You know, kind of judge them as they go and give them advice. I'm sure they'll love that. Well.
4: I look a little reddish, don't I, here on this uh, lighting? Reddish.
6: You're beautiful. You're Gil Alexander. You get a shot, not the other way around. So you hey, can, uh, You
5: blush every time Pete comes, comes on. That's what know? it is. I'm blushing, yeah.
6: Pete. I just love having <laughs> you
4: so much. Uh, let's start with, I want to get to Colorado, obviously, because to me, and I started the show by saying, like, I am so into Colorado, not just with bets now, but I'm literally scheduling flights so I don't miss any of the game on Saturday. Uh, we'll get to that. I want to talk about the game last night first, which is really was the marquee matchup, at least on paper in college football, heading into the weekend between Florida State and LSU. And I asked this of Kelly earlier, I'll ask this of you, which is, yes, in the end, Florida State absolutely rolled LSU in the second half of this ballgame on their way to a 45-24 to stomping uh, of the previously or about to be not ranked top five LSU Tigers, who are two-point favorites in this. But the first half was, you know, a couple 4th and shorts that LSU didn't convert. One was right at the doorstep on the very first drive. Jordan Travis had a couple plays where I was like, what is he doing? Like, why would he throw that ball up in the air? And he got away with it, right? FSU did. LSU could have been up a couple touchdowns at the half. I get it. They weren't. But when you put all that in the mix, what's your, what's your takeaway from this football game?
6: Exactly what you said. I was thinking it was going to start rolling the other way. I mean, I, I as Dion would say, I, I I wasn't a believer. I wasn't a believer in Florida State. I, I wasn't buying in. But the transfers helped. Keon Coleman from Michigan State turned out to be the difference at wide receiver. Jordan Travis, like you said, kind of had problems early, settled down. And the lines held up. But I was with you. There were the... There were a couple of mistakes in the red zone right out the out of the gate in the first drive for LSU. Uh, and there are a slew of dropped passes. So you're right, they're but four four or five plays. I LSU's up try like three or four touchdowns, and then it's almost like they just kind of punched themselves out and couldn't figure out what they were doing in the second half. So odd game. And that's why week one, and I know we're we'll getting to Colorado it was the prime example of this. I'll punch it. The attendance, but like you can't overreact to what just happened because everyone's going to go crazy. The lines are going to go crazy for week two and on based on all of this. LSU's still awesome. You look at the rest of their schedule. They're only going to be the underdogs one more time, probably the rest of the way. And that's probably against Alabama and Florida state still got to go to Clemson in a couple weeks. Let's see what happens tonight with if Clemson's Clemson, they roll Duke tonight. If they're that good, Florida State's going to have a fight on their hands, and I still think there are a couple games, landmines out there for Florida State. But you're right. That that was a great performance against a great team, and Florida State stepped it up and came
4: through. If Florida State loses to Clemson but then runs the table, they're headed to, and then wins. I mean, obviously, then there's an ACC championship, though, but, but... They they're still the Clemson loss does not prohibit them now at this point.
6: No, but, no, no, and that's that, that's the buffer of this game. Yeah, that's why I don't know why anybody schedules this game because if you're LSU, you're screwed because you can't go ten and two next year. You can this year. You can't. Uh, but you're right. So I I actually think that they're going to probably split. If you look at what Clemson and Florida State have, I think Florida State loses at Clemson, probably wins the rematch because there's no divisions in the ACC this year uh, in the ACC championship, and they both might get in. So. Uh, this is, the ACC's all of a sudden become way more interesting, not just because of the expansion side of things.
4: Real, real, Before we before we get to Colorado, you you mentioned about why why you schedule a game. Felica was throwing this out this weekend. We were talking about like what was the most ridiculous decision by a school to schedule a game. Was it Texas Tech going to Wyoming? Like, what's the upside of that kind of game for them?
2: I, I
6: okay. If you're Texas Tech, win the game. You're the Power Five program. Act like it, and it's that's uh That's not a maybe. It's Florida going to Utah. I know it's a home and home. I I just think you week one, and we saw this in some games. Obviously, not with Colorado and some of the other teams, but the timing was off. You just, especially early on in the the process this weekend, it just seems like every team couldn't get their groove down, get their rhythm down. And plus, that you're going to have that with all the new transfers coming in all the new parts. You're not seeing a whole lot of teams that get back like 10 starters who've been around for three or four years. So it's going to take a game or two. So I've all, as much as we love the big matchups, I always say you schedule central cream puff tech in week one, and then you get through that, which is why don't fret over Ohio state yet. It's it's, again, week one, even if it's against Indiana, don't go freaking out over Michigan, not being amazing quite yet. Just kind of give it a couple weeks and then everything sort of changes fast.
4: All right. About Colorado. Um, this was just, uh, you know, I started the show by saying, this is su- such a shot in the arm for college football, I think. No, they're not winning the national title. But in a year when it's the final year of a, of a four-team playoff, and the usual, sus- uh, the usual suspects will be the ones competing for that, what a great story this becomes. And I'll tell you, I made a bet on Shador Sanders to win the Heisman. I'll make a bet on Travis Hunter to win the Heisman, just to have those big numbers out there. I don't know if they get there, but I just want to have those tickets um, at the current prices, and I got a really good one on Sanders. Um, Everything changed with them, right? Their season win total, adjusted season win total, went up to 5 what about this game this weekend? First of all, do you agree with all of that? Are you as excited? And then what about this game against Nebraska, where it was an eight and a half point dog as a look ahead? And now, right behind me here at the D, Nebraska, or I should say, Colorado is a three point favorite. Do you agree with that adjustment?
6: All right, so to all of it, first of all, I'm probably the, great, the biggest Deion Sanders fan ever. I mean, somewhere downstairs in my basement here, there's a jersey from my freshman year in college. I mean, he's, he's my favorite sports personality. With that said, his post-game press conference was a disaster. He can't, can't turn this into us against the world and make people not like him and get all mad at the media and say, oh, you don't believe, you don't believe, you don't believe. That defense stunk. You know, their defense did not come up with the stops against TCU. The other thing to remember with this before getting too excited, TCU only got like three starters back. I mean, this was a team that also could have used a week one tune-up. With that said, you don't throw for 500 yards if you're not doing something right. And the the big piece of this is, for all the other parts to Colorado, Sean Lewis from uh, Kent State. He was the head coach there for the last two years, ran this flash-fast offense that went a million miles an hour, and the whole argument was, what would happen if uh, you've got really great players to run this thing? And this is where give Coach Prime credit. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a believer in how he put this together. It's like, OK, we had bad players. We're going to get good ones. He just cut through the BS and got there. He made a great decision to get Lewis to get this guy and get this offense with these players. And boom, here we go. So I'm not. It's great. And
4: not it's, to, and not to interrupt but like, how about Shador yeah. Sanders after the game going on? I just threw for more yards than I ever have against anyone on any level. I thought that that, that comment sort of stuck with me, too.
6: Well, yeah, you, there's a whole bunch of things. You can fund, and I did, you can fun stat to death the last uh, uh, nine quarters of TCU football between the Georgia oh, National yeah. Championship and that the second half against uh, of Michigan. They've had, they've had a little bit of a rough run defensively. So, but, but again, you don't do that unless you've got the guys. So they're going to be fun the rest of this way out. In terms of Heisman thing, sh- I'm with you. Shadur Sanders, maybe. Travis Hunter, no, because he's just not going to have the stats at the end of the day. He might be a finalist in some way, but he's not going to win it. But here's the crazy part about Colorado. As great as they are, they were probably only the, most, the fifth or sixth most impressive team in the Pac-12, which is still undefeated. Yeah. I mean, Shudor L- 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 Sanders is great. Louis Lale, my guy, was amazing. Michael Penix Jr. was great. Nobody saw as has seen uh, uh, Caleb Williams. Actually. They've been on the Pac-12 network, but USC's been awesome. The whole Pac-12 has been great so far, which means this is just going to be one wild year.
4: 13-0 and for the Pac-12 this weekend. Not too shabby at all. Caleb Williams, by the way, remains your short shot for the Heisman, plus 450, followed by the aforementioned Michael Penix Jr. at 8-1. Jordan Travis of Florida State after his performance yesterday, 10-1. Uh anything else, real quick, because we have only like 45 seconds. What was the other biggest thing? Non-Colorado, non-FSU, LSU? What was the biggest takeaway from the weekend, Pete?
5: I
6: don't have the stats to back me up on this. This is a feeling, so I know it's a numbers game, so please correct me on this. It seemed like Colorado TCU game aside. Every game was struggling to get the points up that uh, it just the big gate marquee games LSU Florida State last night I do think went over but for the most part there were a whole lot of first halves that were like 10-7 that should have been different. I My biggest bet of the, the week was the whole over on South Carolina North Carolina. That should have been 45-42 track meet and just wasn't. So I'm not sure what the takeaway from week one to week two but so far it just felt like Teams were struggling to score more than they usually are.
4: All right, Pete, appreciate it. Thank you. He was slept there in today, slept in, but he's he's with us. Pete futak F-I-U-T-A-K, on the Twitter machine. Wes Reynolds with his Week One NFL and Week Two College Football bets next. Numbers game, Visa, in the Sports Betting Network.
1: terms and conditions apply nfl total access the podcast is getting you ready for the 2024 nfl draft
2: numbers game on v the sports betting network.
4: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit v to check the current betting splits data. Splits. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that v is here to make you smarter, better year-round. Check them out. All of today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com.
5: See, with the headsets, Gil, I was a little scared to wind up more on that one. You know, I, I don't want to send anybody driving off the road or anything. Oh, I see. You know, really yelling into this microphone, that's a whole half-injewing. You, whole think, half they're, you away. think they're hearing it loud.
4: La- oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because we got the Bobby Brown, Janet Jackson right, thing see, happening. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <I understand. laughs> that's exactly
5: what they're called, I believe. I believe. Yes. <laughs>
4: Kelly Billen cares about the people. He does. That's right. Um, listen, he always joins us at the end of Mondays. In the offseason, so starting next week, of course, it's Guessing Lines. And so this is our last opportunity on a Monday for quite some time to talk to Wes Reynolds, who, of course, is not only the Long Shots co-host, the least marketed podcast in the history of podcasts, but also co-host of Vicent Tonight, which he does with Matt Humans here weekdays on the network. It's Wes Reynolds, everybody, the glue that holds us all together. How you doing, Wes?
3: Good morning, Joe. How are you?
4: Doing very well. Um, was, that, was that fun enough for you with Colorado? What did you think about it all?
3: Look, uh, I mean, you, I give them credit in terms of the fact that they were three touchdown underdogs and they went on the road and beat an opponent. Now, granted, that opponent breaking in a new quarterback, new running back, the top two receivers, three new offensive line starters and an offensive coordinator. So, you know, Colorado went down there and did it. But TCU was, you know, had a lot of loss of personnel and with when I say that in terms of how much TCU lost, they did still gain six point eight yards a play on Colorado. So you know, don't start the parade yet in Boulder. That's a great win. Give them credit, but maybe uh, maybe Coach Prime can leave the messianic complex uh, for another day.
4: After <laughs> there you we go. I was waiting to see if we got through the whole show without any of that. There we go. <laughs> There's some anti-Prime talk. Um, well, yeah. Go ahead, Wes. I'm sorry.
3: Well, I was just going to say, look, it's not the media's job to, like, get on bended knee and kiss your backside. Yeah. Okay. they're going to be scrutiny uh, with this program. But it's one game. It's like you said we couldn't do anything. You know, maybe give that rah-rah speech in the press conference when you win the conference title. Yeah, or when you went no. major bowl game like, I'm,
4: I'm with, yeah I'm with you Wes I didn't I didn't love how the whole transition went this off season uh, I'm the first person to say that cuz I'm a thousand years old apparently um, but it was hard to not love what you and with all your caveats you're 100% right it was hard to not really get into what we saw in the football field uh, with all of that I mean let's just talk about the Nebraska game would you lay the 3 would you take the 3 would you stay away
3: Uh, I'm leaning a little bit Nebraska. I'm waiting to see where this line goes. I was not surprised to see the adjustment made, being that I think it was like, you know, around a a touchdown on average in terms of uh, Nebraska being a favorite. Now you knew that they were going to come an underdog because, you know, despite the after game press or post game press conference, that was a hell of a fun game just to watch whether you had skin in the game or not to see this team you know, go on the road, 86 new players and win and beat a team that was in the college football playoff last year. Uh, But I look at it and I mentioned about the 6.8 yards of play. That's a concern defensively. And if you watch Colorado in the spring game, you knew that they were going to be pretty good offensively. Shadur Sanders is not just, you know, some privileged coach's kid. This kid had 16 uh, power five offers. So people knew that Shadur Sanders could play, and he showed he could play on Saturday. However, this is an upgrade in defense, because if you look at what Nebraska did, despite the fact that that game wasn't a very fun watch and, and, and they didn't look good in the box score, they held Minnesota to 251 yards of total offense, And Nebraska, I thought, really should have won the game if Jeff Sims doesn't throw three interceptions. So I think that the offense is going to be better this week. I think this is going to be a tougher defense for Colorado. So I'm looking to take Nebraska, but based on what I'm seeing, you know, in terms of a lot of the media coverage, I don't think uh, a lot of people are, are looking to bet Nebraska right away, and they're waiting long term.
4: Um. I have already bet Colorado minus two and a half. Let me just again re- repeat what I have bet on this uh, show here. What about Clemson-Duke tonight, Wes? Any thoughts on that ball
3: game? Uh This would be something, Gil, where I might be looking at Duke first half and then looking to bet Clemson second half because – Duke, oh, Duke overachieved last year, and, and credit to their new coach, Mike Elko, who came in. He was the defensive coordinator at Texas A&M, was also at Notre Dame previously in the same position. And this defense uh, was pretty solid. They allowed uh, less than 23 a game. They went 9-4, and four, won a bowl game. And now they bring a lot of their starters back. I think they bring eight starters back on defense and like nine on offense, including Riley Leonard. So maybe Riley Leonard is Daniel Jones 2.0 because he was not only a passing threat, he also ran for 700 yards and 13 touchdowns last year. But I think Duke hangs in for the first 20, and then I think maybe Clemson gets it going. Keep in mind, Clemson is running a new offense. I mentioned that TCU offensive coordinator that they lost. Well, guess where he is? He's now at Clemson, Garrett Riley. So... You're seeing, uh, you know, they're going to run a little more air raid and, and kind of that style that he learned uh, with Sonny Dykes there at TCU. So, you know, could be a little bit of a slow start. I think that's why you've seen the total get bet, too, to the under. It was 58 on the opener. Now you're seeing as low as 55 in the market. Because when you have these new offensive schemes, even though you're running tempo, tempo, tempo a lot of the time, your your timing's off. And you're not used to it because you had not played a game against a different opponent. So I understand why the unders getting bet here. But I'm probably going to be looking for like a Clemson second half because I think eventually they may wear down Duke. And the talent discrepancy really shows in the second 20, uh, 30 minutes.
4: All right. Duke catching seven in the first half, just to be clear on what Wes was talking about there initially. Uh, any other college football bets that you've either made or are thinking about making and are waiting around for beyond the ones that we talked about?
3: Well, uh, you know, I am thinking I'm waiting on Nebraska a little bit against Colorado, uh, so I'm, I'm going to wait. That that game's obviously going to be very heavily bet because that's going to be the story of the week with uh, Coach Prime and his guys uh, pulling off that win. And then w- one team that got beat, actually, in week one, and I was looking to bet this when it was 3.5. It's now up to 6.5. I wouldn't be surprised to see seven. Oregon scored 81 points on FCS Portland State last week. And Texas Tech goes to Wyoming. Kind of a tricky opener, and they were two touchdown favorites, and they lose at Wyoming. So, college football, it varies week to week, and you get these adjustments. Uh, it's Every week, it's a buy low, sell high market. And I understand that that sounds like a cliche, but it's absolutely true. You never have the same team twice, so... If this reaches seven, and I'm seeing mostly six and a half right now, I'm looking at Texas Tech at home over the Ducks. I think that's kind of a tough spot for the Ducks. You know, you go down there to humid, uh, humid West Texas against a team that lost uh, as two touchdown favorites to Wyoming, and then they come back the next week with a good performance. So Texas Tech is one I'm looking at.
4: All right, Texas Tech. Well, West calls his shot with the Red Raiders. Um, okay two minutes for some nfl talk have you made any week one bets yet and beyond that have you decided on contest plays either partially or fully at this point
3: yeah i mean i made a couple week one bets uh several weeks ago over the summer i did bet the titans at, at plus three and a half i think there's still three with a lot of juice out there on new orleans might be a couple rogue three and three and a half but i did bet the titans at plus three and a half uh uh, I also bet the uh, the Patriots when they were five, I would still bet them at four against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and I also bet the Texans. I held my nose and bet the Texans at plus 10. Uh, first-time head coaches actually have a very good record against the spread over the last 20 years. I think I think it was like 58% winners against the number. But I've done that. In terms of contests, I don't know yet what I'm doing for survivor. I'm trying to, you know... Brace myself with the Washington Commanders, who I think <laughs> is going to be very, very popular. Yeah, they will be. And I'm like, this is the only time I may use them, but can I really use them week one? Because the, a team that always gets dumped on in the summer, like the Arizona Cardinals, always seems to rise up in week one. Uh-huh. And I worry that that could be the spot, but I'm running out of options because I don't like to use these divisional games, especially in week one in Survivor.
4: It's a total must-win situation for Washington. Week one, um, good God, if they lose that one, but yes, they'll be the most popular survivor play for sure. Real quick, uh, thirty seconds, Wes. Why do you love New England? Why are you taking the points with the Patriots against the Eagles?
3: You know, I just think it's 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 with Philadelphia that they're always in that top. Tough- Super Bowl hangover spot, now it's 4-18 and 18 against the number for the Super Bowl loser over the last 20 years, and you know, Patriots as home dogs, I still think this defense is very good, and I still think that they're going to be competitive, and you know, I- I'm going to trust them here in week one, okay. even though I do not like the Patriots for the season.
4: Okay. Wes Reynolds, thank you, Wes. We'll hear you tonight. Appreciate it.
3: You bet. Thanks, guys.
4: Wes Reynolds, been with us all Monday, every Monday, all off season. Uh, best bets is next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at pet 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call
1: 1-800-GAMBLER nfl total access the podcast is getting you ready for the 2024 nfl draft